This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 256 of the Stacey West podcast. I am your host, Ben, and on this Sunday, I'm joined by Gary. How are you doing, mate? Are you well? No, I'm not well at all. I've been poorly. I've had a week off, and I've not been well all week. I was meant to do Thursday night, and I couldn't, and you had to stand in, which means everyone listening has got two doses of you this week, which is not good at all. It's like getting two doses of COVID. Um, And since... (laughs) And since I've managed, since I've managed to shrug off the cold, and you might still hear a little bit of, of cold hanging around, I've also had severe stomach cramps um, oh. and associated symptoms. And I found Lovely. out that it doesn't matter whether you open the bathroom window or not when you leave an aura no. in there. You can't win because no. if you leave the bathroom window open when your it's partner goes in, she goes, "It's too cold in the bathroom now." Yep. And if you close the door and she goes in, she comes out, she goes, I can feel it on my face. So, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's, uh, yeah, our bathroom gets anyway. exceptionally cold when I leave the window open. That's yeah. exactly anyway, the same conversations. But yes. one, minute, one minute into the podcast, and we're already talking about defecation. You're talking about defecation. Well, you just mentioned it as well. Ben, I have a question to ask you. Go on. I have a question to ask you. Let me play you something. This is the first time we've been on for a while. Let me play you something. I want a reaction from you. So this, and I, I know you've heard it anyway, but this is for the listeners, who I'm sure want to hear it again. This is from Andy's boss eight days ago. This is how it feels to be lonely. This is how it feels to be small. This is how it feels when Ben Ward thinks he knows more. Thinks he knows more. Thinks he knows more. So, Ben, what's your reaction and that's, by the way, that's not the first time that I've been away on Andy's bus and there's been a Ben Ward chant. Do you know what the the chant was before? I do. It was Ben Knows More Than Gary. It was Ben Knows More Than Gary. Is it flattering? Because, because, eh, it kind of. I, I had a message from a friend uh, who I, I genuinely didn't know listened to the podcast because he's not a massive Lincoln fan. Um, and he, he sent me a message and he said, wow. I didn't realise that you were football chant famous. And then he followed it up with, sorry, bus chant famous. A chant is a chant. I've heard it in the, I've heard your name sung in a pub in Rotherham and on a bus on the A1. It's it is flattering to a point. It it would be uh yeah. Maybe one day there'll be a, a more a more positive one that's not not with me as the punchline, but we shall see. I don't know because computer geeks don't tend to do a song, do they? You wouldn't be the punchline. No, not really. Gaming. No, no. Uh, unless you I mean, can I, somehow program it into into FIFA or EAFC yeah, or whatever I, it is. I, I don't think technically you're the punchline. I think what it shows is a kind of fond affection. I'd hope so. It does I'd because hope so. if if they didn't like you at all, right? At all, you wouldn't be an ad. It's rent free. That's what that's what the, the Ute say in it. <laughs> the Ute say, yeah. No, that's fair enough. Look, it's it is it is slightly flattering. 
Um, and, That's the know, answer I wanted. Makes me yeah. feel better. It means that I won't have dreams about you. I mean, we won't go into the dream that I had about you. <laughs> but I had a dream the other night, and and this is just a slight glimpse into my psyche uh, that Chris and I were both committed to, and I'm not sure what you call it these days, but in my head it was a mental institution. Well, actually, that's wrong. I was committed to it, and Chris was already in there. I suppose he's gone mad from all the stats, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and when we were committed, my mum rang me to tell me that um, something bad had happened to Ben and I had to break out to find out what it was. And when I found out what it was, uh, and I won't go into it because it's subject matter that isn't really for joking, um, I felt so bad that in the morning I messaged Ben and said, this happened in my dream, just checking that you're all right. And that actually came on the back. Did I tell you this, Ben, of Sammy Kendall? You know Sam Kendall? Yeah, I know Sam. The night before, she had had a dream that she tried to talk to me while I was recording the podcast and I was really rude to her. And afterwards, I apologised and said that I was in a bad place mentally. And it resonated with her that much that when she woke up in the morning, she messaged me on Friday morning to make sure that I was all right because, um, yeah, she, she was concerned from the dream. So Wow. Well, there you go. Subconscious. There's something subconscious happening there, Gary, I'm sure. But, there uh... is. Yeah. I mean, it's gone now. Don't worry. It's because <laughs> <laughs> we're I'm talking. Not... That's all it yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not... <laughs> now, now I'm actually talking to you. The thought of Ben is better than the, the than talking to Ben. It's like James Milner, isn't it? The I've, thought I've of heard James that Milner. before. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard that before. Um, From look, Rachel. Okay. Yeah. Among other people. Um, but look, let's, let's talk about uh, yesterday because... I think we both came away from the ground yesterday feeling pretty damn good, didn't we? I know you mentioned it in your article, and I, I sort of in the group chat afterwards, we, we all sort of said that was a decent, uh, you know, decent Saturday. Um, and I think a fair result to all against Barnsley. Um, I think going into the game, we I, I predicted a one-all draw when I was talking to uh, to the guys from uh, Red All Over, um, and I think it was. You know, I, I sort of hoped for for something out of the game. Um, almost didn't want to say that I expected something, but I I felt very positive that we could take something from the game. Um, and then yeah, to come away with a, a, a two all draw after uh, not quite the same game of two halves as we've seen over the past uh, few weeks, but it, it definitely felt a lot more positive overall, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I I. Agreed to an extent. I still think it was a game of two halves. Um, every game is, so it's a silly thing to say. Um, <laughs> not, but, not to yeah, the extent of like Steve Not to the extent. No, 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 not to the extent of that. Um, I, I didn't do any sort of prediction this week at all with anybody, which is quite good. And oddly, before the game, nobody asked me for a prediction either, which was quite nice. Um, so I, I didn't have any kind of ideas. I genuinely thought we'd get beat. If anyone had asked me, I would have said we'd, we would get beat because we're down to the bare bones. You know, I, I mm-hmm. think with Sean Rowan being injured, Yesterday, I counted, what, eight players out, five maybe, who would have been around the first team, and Pordy would have been, Sean may have been, Lewis Monsman may have been, Ethan Hamilton would have been, Ben House or Tyler Walker would have been, Rico Hackett would have been. I keep going on about it. I keep going on about it, but it will never not be an excuse. Yeah. For underperforming, and we're and we're not underperforming. So, but when you look at the team selection, like I, I was in um, uh, Gwyn's, other pubs are available. Um, when they're not as good, uh, when the team came out, I remember just looking at it and thinking, "Oh my god, we may well get spanked here." And then I tried to put uh, a tenner on us to win with Joven scoring at any time, which I'm pleased that that didn't happen because I would have wasted uh, a tenner. But um, yeah, you feel yeah when you when, when you what. The entire spine, we talk about spines of teams. And when you look at your starting 11 and you don't have your Ben House, you don't have your Ethan Hamilton, you don't have your Pordy O'Connor, you think, oh my Lord. And you're coming up against a team with, you know, John McAtee, who Mm -hmm. scored a handful for Grimsby, moved to Luton, really, really good player. The the boy on the right, Barry Cotter, really good player. They've got good players. This is a team that was in the playoffs last season. So I think that early team selection was worrying. Well, expected. But there mm. were some unexpected elements, weren't there? Joven Makama coming in for, for Jack Vale. I mean, yeah, Joven did well when he came on against Leighton Orient, but you'd think well, you've got to you've got to play the boy from Bolton, surely. And mm. Joven comes in, mm, fair enough. Hacks getting a start over, I don't know, almost anybody is quite a surprise for me, if I'm honest at the moment. That sounds really yeah. harsh, but you know, what sh- but we say what Shadipo got to do for a start. But actually, Shadipo is a kind of a different type of player. He's a bit smaller. He's a, he's, he's, he's a little more slight. He'll run at you. 
But I just wonder if perhaps we kind of play a like tighter three across the front and maybe there's a thought that Hax is more suited to that. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's a question that me and Chris were discussing beforehand as well. And we said, you know, that, that like you say, that the tighter three and the almost playing as, you know, um, Mandroyo and, and Hax almost playing as two tens behind the striker. Um, we wondered if that was potentially, um, you know, the, the way that we're moving or the direction that we're going in because it, it it seems like um, the, uh, I, I don't know, the width element now seems to be covered by the likes of, you know, Lass and Jack Burrows. They're getting forward a hell of a lot. And I, I just think crossing over a little bit sometimes doesn't, maybe doesn't doesn't work, but it's, it's sometimes a bit tricky to, to manage in. But yeah, I was very surprised about uh, Jovan getting a start. But, you know, I think he'd, it, it wasn't unearned. You know, I think he definitely played well enough on Tuesday night. We picked up on it on the, on the pod on Thursday um, that his his stature and his energy and his, you know, his ability um, are now showing that, that they're coming to the fore. And I just wonder if there's, um, you know, an element of the new manager coming in and, and him sort of being a bit more keen to impress or, you know, he's got more of a clean slate to, you know, to, to make an impression on, uh, on the new man. So I don't know. Yeah, Joe, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I, d- I think it's hard to say, you know, it's a new, a, a, a new, a fresh start. But then when you look at job and you look at TJ Oma, for instance, two players yeah. who were out in the cold a little bit under Mark Kennedy. I mean, Jovan was being left on the bench in favour of Hacks, whereas, you know, it's, it's round pegs in round holes. We've got a centre forward, we'll stick him on. Um, I'm not sure the ability is coming to the fore because I think that's something that develops with age and games. And I think at the moment he's probably not having, you know, he, he's, he's still some way short in terms of technical ability. I've liked and likened him to Oli Palmer. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of that, I, th- I think it's... When I say the ability, I mean the ability that he's got, not the ability that he will have down the line. Like he's, for me, he's he's playing well enough to, you know, well, he, he played well enough to justify his start. But there is, it, there's definitely a feeling that there is more to come from him down the line for sure. Well, yeah, um, it has to be. I mean, he's, you know. What what I think what I think we're seeing is we've seen his pace and we've seen his strength. And yes. there was a few times yesterday where the referee, I think, was overly harsh on him because he fairly used his strength to muscle a player off the ball. Grown men, like big, big defenders. And and Jovan, you know, he's still a boy. Mm. As harsh as that sounds, he's still, you know, he's he, okay, you might say a young man, but in terms of men's physical football, he's come off the bench nine times for us in the league. He's he's made his first football league start, I believe. Now, mm-hmm. um, Freddie Draper was the one that was seen miles ahead of him. Charlie Kendall, to a degree, was seen to be miles ahead of him. So respect to Jovan for what he's done. And especially when Mark Kennedy called him out after he scored in the EFL trophy against um, whoever it was we beat. It was the under-21s team. Was it Wolves we played Wolves, this time? Think, yeah. And Mark Kennedy basically called him out. And was, you know, oh, yeah, he has to know what it takes to be a footballer, blah, blah, blah. So I think he's done well in that respect. And he put himself about relatively well yesterday. So, yeah, fair play to him for that. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, yeah, the other, um, the other one there. You know, obviously, Pordy's uh, Pordy's still out the side. Um, so we we basically had the same back three as we did on uh, on Tuesday. Um, and then Smith partnering with Irahan uh, in the middle. And I was I was a little bit more intrigued to see how that would work out because um, you know Ali Smith's been played out wide quite a bit. He's not going to displace either of the Ethans. Uh, if they're both available, um, and I was, I was, yeah, quite excited to see what he was able to do in his, you know, quote unquote, more natural position um, than being pushed out wide. Um, and I think he did okay for about ten minutes, maybe ten really? fifteen minutes, and then after that, got a little bit lost in the game. But uh, let's let's move into the game then, because um, I thought we started quite brightly. Um, I thought it was a a, a decent opening followed by, you know, five minutes in, we get a penalty. Um, quite a few people around us, had, you know, thinking, oh, that looked like it was outside the box. Um, but looking back on it, I think you, you know, you said in your, the article as well, I think that was the right call to make. Um, and then Danny Mandroyu being very confident and smashing it home. Um, yeah. I didn't like Jordan Boris celebrating the winning the penalty like he'd scored a goal. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. 
it sets yourself up to fail. That's not a dig at Boroughs. It's just a dig generally at football. You know, a penalty is, you know, it's a great opportunity to score, but yeah. you've still got to score it. So um, it also yeah. kind of plants the seed of like, oh, was he was he playing for it? You know, and and all. No, that. I don't, I mean, well, for some maybe, not not so much for me for that. It's because he wasn't. He was fouled. No, he wasn't. Dead, no, it was dead on the line. It was dead on. Yeah. I've watched it back, and it was so so close. Um, but it's a good penalty uh, put away well. And let's face it, we we could have been two up. We should have had another free kick. There was an identical foul on Boris. Yeah. Ten minutes later, and I thought Ross Joyce is a referee I don't like personally. Mm. Um, and I, I never really trust a man with a man's first name and a girl's second name. <laughs> oh, about that. Um, and you watch, there'll be a listener now out there. I don't know, Pete Sally or something going. Well, why, why Pete Sally. I don't know if there's a Pete Sally or a, you know a John Shirley or a, I don't know a Ben Florence. I don't know. Anyway, um, I, yeah, I didn't like Ross Joyce. I thought that the foul on Barry Cotter that everybody was hammering him for and booing him for. I thought it was a foul. I thought, I would, yeah. I yeah. thought that was a foul. I mean, he, he tried to let the game go, but as it went on, he tried to let it go too much. But anyway, that's by the by. Joven should have had a goal. Don't think there's any doubt whatsoever about that. I think he'll be a little bit disappointed. Um, I mean, he he got in the position right. So yeah, when, when I say Joven should have had a goal, Joven should have had an assist because right. Dan Androyu was in space yeah. in the middle. But it was yeah. it was two good opportunities for us. Yeah, I mean the thing is like you know when when you say about Joven, I think we we've both said the same thing off air. You know that we're we're happy that he's at least made the keeper work. You know, and he's he's had a good shot. Um, the keepers had to do something with it, um, which I think probably a few months ago we weren't necessarily seeing. We would you know we'd either see. Um, well, you know, something being put wide or, or a, a ball being played in when it's like, it's easier to have a shot. But yeah, I would, I didn't, wasn't complaining about that at the time. And I don't think I will do now because it's, you know, he's had a decent effort, a decent go at it. But then um, I think Barnsley started to get a bit more of a grip on the game, didn't they? Um, they sort of, they managed to get the ball down and, you know, they, they held onto it a lot more than they were able to in the first sort of 10, 15 minutes. Um I think there was probably probably a couple of instances that again we picked up on uh, Tuesday night with with Charlie on Thursday and said, look, it felt like there were passes going astray here and there. Um, maybe not not as many yesterday, but definitely a couple. Um, and I thought it was uh, yeah. It, by the time we got to half time, I felt. I felt comfortable. Uh, I think we said in the in the group chat that Chris said, you know, um, that we weren't really pushing that much. We weren't pressing the game all that much. And I thought, you know what? I, I didn't think we need to. Um, I, I, I didn't think we needed to um, too much because we were 1-0 up and we were not quite protecting the league. Uh, the lead, sorry. Um, but yeah, they, you know, they... they got their midfielders on us and, you know, made sure that we were able, well, we were having to um, force us deeper um, than we, than we were um, for the first 20 minutes or so. But yeah, I think going in one nil half time, more than happy with that. And uh, was looking forward to second half. Yeah. I think um, we actually didn't lose the ball as many times as Barnsley did. Okay. In the first half, we had 60 losses. They had 66. The key was that we had more losses in our defensive third, 17 compared to their nine. Um, but that's part of what Michael Scabala wants, isn't it? He wants us to um, try different things. It did break down. You're quite right. At probably 15, 20 minutes, we played well. The final 25 minutes, we were, we were felt like we were under the cosh without ever being. But Aussie's XG in the first half was 0.07. Yeah. So it worked out they could play for 642 minutes. Um, under that and and they would get one goal ours was 0.96 take the penalty out that is 0.20 but it's you know we would still John we would still be worthy of a goal after five halves or whatever so yeah um but you know it wasn't a fantastic first half for us after that in terms of quality chances it wasn't for them either I think there was you know there was a save from Jensen which was from a long shot from from outside the area which he palmed away which was a decent save they had 65 percent possession look we got the early lead and we didn't sit back on it we we were certainly playing a little bit higher than than maybe we um we have done in the past but not as high as we wanted to their midfield three was superb they played a three five two midfield three worked really hard they're a good side make no mistake about it Barnsley will be 
top i'll say top eight because they may just miss out because there are some half decent teams other than oxford they're the best team that have been since about this season we've seen wickham we've seen um blackpool no doubt barnsley are the best and we restricted them to very very little that's what we were good at under mark kennedy is restricting the very very little that's credit to Adam Jackson, Alex Mitchell and TJ Omer, all three of whom were superb from start yep. to finish. They gave the ball away a little bit, fair play. Yeah, they did, but not all that much. Our pass accuracy in the first half was 76%, Barnsley's was 85%. So we did give the ball away. 37 passes went astray, played 157, 120 were accurate. It's not actually all that bad. 164 to 128 against Leighton Orient, 78%. So our passing wasn't quite as tight as we might have liked. Um... But like you, overall, a decent first half. I wasn't quite as comfy because I'd chosen to wore my huge, great, big park coat that was like a sleeping bag. Um, so I felt like the Michelin man trying to sit into a, ch- uh, get into, a, you know, those child swings that you used to get into when you were a teenager <laughs> and think you were hardcore. So I felt a little bit like the Michelin man, Michelin man being poured into that. As I say, I imagine that probably wasn't helped with the man spreading mat next to you as well. Man spreading mat. No, it doesn't help at all. Honestly, that man has got legs like a daddy long legs. They go <laughs> out, they go everywhere. They really do. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean look, it came out of the second half. I think um I think we were probably expecting maybe one or two changes. Um I, I think Hacks. the feeling was that Hacks was yeah, you know, Hacks oh. fell off it uh towards the end of the first half. He, he, well, he never got on it then. No. He never got on it. Not really, not yesterday. No, no, it's fair enough. And like, yeah, we, we, I think we all clamoured for it in the. Uh, well, we all sort of suggested it in the group chat. Um, maybe Stop telling people what we do, what we talk about in the group chat. Well, you know, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Side, you're validating your opinion by saying that we all said about it. Have your own opinion, Ben. Stop saying the group chat. Or is it because all your opinions come from the group chat, and you know that I'll call you out on it? You can't really win, can you? I can't comment on that because I can't win, no. <laughs> um, so, look. Good. Let's carry on then. <laughs> it's the whole bathroom window scenario again, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> um, so, look, no changes straight away um, at, at half time. And um, I think that probably, uh, well, one of them in particular, I think, was was probably came a little bit too late because Barnsley went 2 1 up. Um, I think the, the first goal, uh, my immediate reaction was that. Hacks was fanning around with the ball uh, to give the, the throw in away, which is, you know, then led to the goal. Um, but I think there's probably an element of, you know, more defend. Well, we should have probably defended that a little bit better than we did. Um, but I can't take too much away from Barnsley because I think they were pushing us at that point. And, you know, maybe at that stage, I th- thought it was probably deserved. Yeah, think? well, we've skipped we've skipped past one of the points on our list because I wanted to talk about Joven's miss early in the second half. Um, of course, that was before. Yeah, sorry, it was literally just minutes into the second half, and I, I thought we came out with and, and the reason I want to talk about it is because I thought we came out with that intensity again. We, we looked to start yeah. halves really, really quickly under Michael mm-hmm. Scavala. That's different, I think, to Mark Kennedy. Um, and it was Alas actually had two or three long range efforts, all blocked. No, not get anywhere near the ball in the yeah. goal. But that all also showed, yeah, he's got a great shot, Lass. And I, li- yeah. I like that. I like that. Let's get some shots off. Let's try and get, let's try and create something. And we we did. Um, and again, Joff just couldn't quite get it out of his feet. And, mm. you know, I kind of, I, I said to Matt, I think Matt Joven had a really good game. But if the two chances that he's had in this game both fall to Ben House or Tyler Walker, yeah, one of those chances goes in the back of the net. That's no disrespect because... The fact is that other strikers, when we played hacks there, wouldn't have been in that position. So I'm not slagging Joven job, down. Please don't think that. But it was it was an intense start, I think, to the second half. I was really impressed by that. And then, like you say, there's the set, there's the goals. Now, their first goal, because I, I always felt there was more goals in the game, and that's partly why I'm happy. You know, mm. you want to see okay, it's two two. We've got a point. I'd rather watch two two than a nil nil. I'd rather you know, I'd rather win a game four three and lose a game four three than draw two games nil nil. Do you know what I mean? It's you yeah. would because it's more points, isn't it? If you're good at maths, um, which I've heard Chris Ray apparently is good at maths, colouring in and maths, very good. Um, <laughs> it's all right. Uh, I, I dig him out quite a lot, needlessly. So you look at that first goal. Yeah, okay, you've got Hacks fanning around for the throw-in and then he doesn't get out, he doesn't block the cross. And it's easy when you are looking for somebody to blame, to blame. But actually, the first goal was a calamity of errors where I think there was two or three players could have just put yeah. your foot through it. I think Lucas Jensen had a stab. 
from memory, I haven't looked back. I think Adam Jackson could have cleared at one point and didn't. And it was just literally a little bit of poor decision-making. When the ball's come over to the back stick, Jack Burrows is tucked a little bit too tight. So there's Burrows and I think it's Mitchell and, and Cotter's just out the other side. He's unmarked. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you just have to look at it and go, yeah, they deserve that. And at that stage, they did deserve to be one all. And I thought right now it's it's how we respond to this. And to be fair, do you know what? In that little in the in the minutes between their two goals, we actually went on the offensive. Mm. And that's what's gonna happen sometimes when we concede and we're still trying to be positive and we're still trying to press the game. You you're gonna sometimes find that actually we concede a second. The second is Hax's fault. Um Pete messaged me a bit and said TJ fannied about trying to get the ball away. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. If I throw you a hand grenade and it's seconds from going off and you toss it up in the air and it goes off and it blows up and kills a bird, you're not responsible for the bird dying. You're you, do you know what I mean? Because somebody's yeah. throwing you a hand grenade. I'm not having anything said against TJ over. No, I think um, I think that's probably a harsh assessment as well because I've got the goal up in front of me now, and I just think if TJ goes in for that, the way that the the way that Barnsley players come in as well, he'll go over if TJ goes in for that, and there'll be a penalty. Um, I think that you know the, the the problem there is the ball that's played back from Hacks, and the more I look at it, initially when I looked at the replay, I thought, oh, I don't know, is it just hit him and it's kind of gone back in, but. It's it's just poor, um, and it's it's really disappointing because it yeah I'm, I'm watching now he just kind of stands completely still and he doesn't track the man and it's that man that goes and scores. Um, so yeah, really really disappointing. I think there was a lot of uh, a lot of anger at that stage being directed at Hacks, which is is kind of understandable, but it's. It was a mistake, and unfortunately, didn't follow it through um, to try and you know get it sorted. And yeah, at that point, go two one down. The thing is, like like I think we've said, it's easy when people have picked somebody they don't like to then go, oh for God's sake, hacks. Because I got it a lot around me about Ali Smith. Oh for God's sake, oh bloody El Smith, and he was poor yesterday. And when the player's poor, we'll say he's poor. But I think Chris said. Smith's the only player that's played in every single game this season, one way or another, whether it's as a sub or anything like that. And we've played 19 league games. We've played, what, three in the League Cup. We've played an FA Cup. We've played three in the EFL Trophy. So you're talking, what, 26, 27 games? And and we're not even on the first day of the advent calendar yet. And that's more games than Liam Bridcup played in an entire season. Two seasons on the bounce. Okay, players should be fit they should be able to do that he is still a young player but all I just, I, it's easy to get on him smith didn't play well but when has he played in central midfield this season and, yeah. and it's the same with hacks it's all right getting on a hacks no one was getting on a hacks two three weeks ago against charlton yeah. he is a long way off where a league one footballer needs to be he's a long way off where we need him to be mm-hmm. um we ought to get a move on we're on 27 minutes actually aren't we yeah we are <laughs> this is this is going on longer than the bloody game <laughs> so um so yeah you know then I think Barnsley probably had the the better of it a little bit, um, but again, at that point, uh, I think you know we've we've had people say when uh, Skabala came in that they wanted to see exciting football, get the bums off seats, and it happened on Tuesday night against Orient, and it happened again yesterday. I thought that the last fifteen minutes or so was a genuinely exciting game of football that probably could have swung any, either way. Um, I think. It wasn't quite basketball, um, but you know, I was absolutely delighted when not only did we not concede from a corner, but we scored from one, Gary. Yeah, well, you're right about the last 15 minutes. Um, and I, I said to many, many people, um, it could be if we played for another 20 minutes, it could have been 3 2 either way, it could have mm-hmm. been 4 3, it could have been it, because it got that way and it wasn't open. You're right, it wasn't basketball, it wasn't chance one and chance the other. What it was was a good Barnsley side. Make no mistake about that. A good Barnsley side offering a threat going forward. XG in the last 15 minutes for them, by the way, 0.57. Bear in mind, in the first half, it was 0.07. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they 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 had their chances, and that's without a goal because both their goals came before that. Our XG in that period, 1.13. In a 15-minute period, 1.13. Now, I'm scrolling down as we speak. Uh, and in all of our games, bar Wolves in the Mickey Mouse Trophy, 
the only game before that where our XG was that high in the last 15 minutes was Shrewsbury when we won 1-0. Even in the games against Blackpool um, and... In fact, no, that was that Shrewsbury. Yeah, that was Shrewsbury. Yeah, Shrewsbury. Even in the games against Wickham and Blackpool, um, it wasn't that high in the last 15 minutes. Why? Because we wanted it. Because, yeah. and under Mark Kennedy, and you know what? Wanting it. What an awful statement that is to make on a podcast where we're meant to be breaking down, you know, what happened and what worked well because we wanted it. Well, at 2 1, you're bound to want it, but we did because the, the, we actually chased the game and how many times have we as football as Lincoln City fans watched a game in recent years where we're chasing the game and you think we're never going to score it Stevenage eight days ago as we're recording one nil down we could still be playing now at Stevenage and we wouldn't score it's partly down to the opposition I get that but I just think we've just showed a real commitment. We didn't create an awful lot. We tried to get down the sides, crosses were blocked and, you know, a free kick went over and we lost the ball and we misplaced the pass. I don't care about that. I don't care if we are trying to force something and we lose the ball. I'd rather try and force something than lose the ball and just sit there like you're, like you're looking at a picture, like you're in an art gallery and nothing's moving. I want moving pictures. That's why films are better than paintings <laughs> because they move. You know what I mean? Something <laughs> and I like reading books what I've got pictures in them as well. Because in books, words, words happen. Words make things happen. A picture is just static. You're there going, oh, nothing happens. I've got <laughs> here. It's a great picture. It's one of Paul Town's pictures. It's brilliant. I love it. I look at it. It's always the same. Your football should not always be the same. That's what I liked. And, you know, the goal came about, I seem to think it was a Jack Vale that forced the corner. I can't remember exactly. I think it was, yeah. Um... And finally, like you say, we make a connection on a corner. And yeah. how many times, like, I likened Adam, Water, Adam Waterfall, Adam Jackson to a better Luke Waterfall mm -hmm. at the back. Yeah. Somebody said Adam Jackson never lets you down. Luke Waterfall never let you down. What Adam Jackson does, Luke Waterfall did, and vice versa. But the one thing Adam Jackson hasn't done enough of is being able to get that connection in the box, whether it's poor delivery, whether it's whatever. He gets that connection, and that's all you have to do. If you're a defender, you get a connection, you force the keeper into a save, the ball drops in the six-yard area, you've got to be smart and quick. Brilliant. TJ Omer. I couldn't, if somebody said, who do you want to get the last-minute winner? The last minute leveler because it felt like a last minute winner, but the last minute leveler for me it would have been TJ. I bloody love that lad. I I, I do. I've always yeah. fought TJ's corner. Yeah, and he was fantastic yesterday, and I think it's it followed on from Tuesday night because I thought he was excellent on Tuesday as well. Yeah, um, he was good against Stevenage. One of the few that was good against Stevenage. Yeah, um, and I think it's it's a real it's a real turnaround um, since Skibala's come in. I think he's stepped up. Um, I think, you know, he, he, like you mentioned, he was probably cast out a little bit under Mark Kennedy. Um, but TJ's come in um, in place of Pordy, uh, you know, and he's just been superb. And it's a real headache for, for Tuesday night now because who do you put in defence? Who do you drop? Um, but we'll discuss that in a little while. Um, I do just want to mention very quickly, you've obviously mentioned Ross Joyce trying to let the game flow a lot more. I thought there was an awful lot that he let go that, he really shouldn't have done. Um, there was quite a few, quite a few fouls that were pretty blatant. Um, Both ways, yeah. In you know, in, in either in either half, I just thought it was. I, I don't think he had the best of games yesterday, but thankfully, it didn't impact the result. No, there was a couple of leads with elbows. I thought it was always threatening to boil over. There was two yellow cards. There was there was more than than two yellow card challenges. I thought yeah. Shadipo was really unlucky at the end. He was hauled yeah. down. It's not a penalty. No, it's um, not. It was outside the box. Thing is, their lad's got his arm. It's hard because holding off with an arm. I'm saying like that, but no one can see. Sticking your arm out and holding a player off, is that a foul? You'd probably argue not. But if that player starts to get across you and your arm is then holding him back, is it a foul? The problem is, as soon as Stipo's got into the area, he's thought, I'm being fouled, I'm going to ground, and the ref didn't give it. Yeah. But there was some pushes on Makama mm -hmm. that he didn't give. And then when Makama did anything back, trying to use his body, he gave it. Yeah. He didn't ruin the game, the ref, and he did give us a penalty. So he was equally as bad for both teams. Yeah. <laughs> but just on the man of the match, by the way, current Stacey West um, rankings have TJ Omer on 8.5. The next best player is Adam Jackson on 8. Oh, there you go. Yeah, TJ by a long way for me, uh, man of the match yesterday. And Curiously, Jensen on 7.4. 
He made three saves. It's what he's paid to do. <laughs> it's your job. Um, it's no, your I, job. I, I do think that there was one double save in the uh, in the second half that was. Yep, there was. Good save. Absolutely outstanding from Jensen. It, it was a good save. Let's let's. It was a good save, Ben. I think he watched his good. movement. I think he, he was he moved uh-huh. very quickly to to get that back to get that done. So it's yeah. Job, you know, all right, Roy Keane, chill out. I, um, I, do you know what? I love Roy Keane, and he's he's quite right. Everyone goes, "Oh, the keeper's made three saves. Well done. We'll give him an eight or a nine. <laughs> it's the same thing when a striker scores three goals and does nothing else, and everyone raves about him. This, you know, anyway, anyway, look, I'm not trying okay. to be Roy Keane. I just agree with him. <laughs> so, look, uh, we're going to take a very quick break uh, now for a word from our sponsors. Um, and when can we I, com- Ben? Can I just say something? Yeah. Apologies to all listeners who last week got yes. a Christmas fund advert and then had Ben coming on afterwards basically saying what a bunch of knobs they are, don't give them your money or something like that. That's not what I said. I said that's it probably, your exact words. That's I mean, probably I don't know. someone I don't... trying to flog you something is yeah, what I, I said. I don't know. I don't listen when you're yeah. on. We, but, do... um... <laughs> we don't get the adverts ahead of time. We don't get told who they are. And from what we understand, they're different where you download them. So it's yeah, it's a bit of a random one. So apologies if anyone, uh, if anybody did uh, take umbrage with that. But here is a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, Charlie is going to be talking to Tom from the Under the Abbey Stand podcast about Tuesday night. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. I am joined by Tom from Under the Abbey. Is it Under the Abbey podcast? Is that right? (laughs) Under the Abbey Stand, nearly Under there. the Abbey Stand, there we go. Close <laughs> enough, close enough. Uh, how, how are we doing today, Tom? Yeah, all good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, really well, thanks. Uh, not, uh, not too bad after a good draw for us yesterday. Obviously not quite as solid <laughs> for, for, for you yesterday, but I'm sure yeah, we'll get quite. there. Um, I, I guess that's probably sort of a good place to start. It's, look, I look at the kind of form, form book, if you like, because it's the very first thing I do when I'm looking towards one of these previews. And... I think it's fair to say that you've had a little bit of an inconsistent start to the season, uh, the last sort of what, coming up to almost 20 games, 18 matches. So explain to me what, what have been, what's the season been like so far? It's mirrored last season almost almost identically, mm-hmm. um, which, is, which is worrying in a way because we spent <laughs> a significant part of that season sort of around the bottom. But um, we started really well. Like we, we, yeah. we, we, we came out of traps flying and a couple of good wins and, and, and found ourselves top sort of going late August in September um, obviously very briefly um, yeah since then it has kind of fallen off somewhat I think we've won one in our last 12 that was a a 1-0 win against Carlisle who, who obviously like ourselves are kind of finding themselves hurtling towards the bottom four um, with 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 yeah. pace and you know I think if I'm really honest if you ask most Cambridge fans how they're feeling at the moment it's pretty low um, our last two results have been a bit of a hammer blow, you know, particularly going away to Peterborough, you know, obviously our main, our main rivals and getting absolutely, you know, um, beaten very well, shall we say, um, <laughs> you know, away, uh, away there. And, you know, Northampton is, is, is not on the same level as, as posh to us, but it's still, you know, a localish mm-hmm. fixture. We, we went there and we, you know, just weren't really good enough for, you know, about 70 minutes. And, mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, it's, it's 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 kind of fallen off somewhat. I think um, we've shown sort of signs of promise. Like we got a really good point against Portsmouth, and we went to Wickham and got a good point. Like mm-hmm. we've shown that if we get it right and you know we can stay in games, we 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 are a tough team to beat. But the difficulty yeah. that I think we've had is, is been that we we tend to concede goals in batches. Certainly recently, so if one goes in, mm-hmm. two or three go in, which which has been the case in the last couple of games, and our record of getting back into games having gone behind is is, is nothing short of atrocious. So um, it's very much if, you know, we can keep opposition nil, we're looking good. But yeah. if not, then uh, then maybe we're in trouble. So look, we're obviously, you know, it's not crisis territory yet. Like we're 16th, you know, our main aim is to stay in the yeah. division. I, I, I guess in theory we're on course to do that. So, you know, nobody's, you know, nobody's kind of waving the white flags just yet, but there are some concerning signs, you know, to say the least. Well, you sort of mentioned it. Mentioned it there. Um, one thing I, I kind of noticed was, you know, you are one of the lowest teams in the league in terms of goal scoring. You know, joint on fourteen goals scored this season with the likes of Carlisle and Port Vale. You know, only really beating Cheltenham, Exeter, and Shrewsbury. All teams that are quite clearly sh- struggling, um, especially in the attacking front. Is it? Is is that kind of lack of goal goal scoring? You know, obviously a major issue for you guys. Is it the fact that you're not really able to create as much, or is it just the fact that you're not really being able to put what are good chances away? It's it's chance creation. It has to be. Um, you know, there are there are players in that team in in, in that squad who have the quality to to score goals. You know, Fajiri Okunabire is a you know a very a very a very capable striker at this level a really good sort of goal poacher he's actually had a, a decent-ish return but you know the difficulty is that you know when you look at you know the sort of underlying data xg or this sort of stuff it doesn't it doesn't paint a very pretty picture um we're typically i think you know sort of around 0.6 0.7 and you know across the course of a season it's not it's not really good enough like it was a little bit better against um against against northampton yesterday but you know when you've got when you when you're two 0 down and, and and you know it's half an hour of just kind of you know trying to get back into the game, um, naturally game state dictates you know that you're gonna you know you're gonna kind of um, you know rack up a couple more chances, but yeah. it's 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 chance creation like we built um, for the most part other than other than the last couple of games from a really solid base at the back and and, and that's built around the two centre backs, but um, it's been so concentrated on that that you know it's it, it's detracted really from our from our ability to create chances and, and and obviously that's that's been the problem you know you summed it up well there you know when 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 you talk about the teams that we're in and around in terms of goal scoring and, and, and sort of yeah. above these are the teams that you know, start to see and you expect to make up the bottom four or six places and mm-hmm. um you know i think on the basis of what we've seen you know of late you know sort of since august um that's probably where we fit in the division to be to be to be really frank that's fair enough and i mean like you say you're if your aim is to be 20th or, or above, then it, it's fine as long as you're still being able to compete to, to, you know, to a higher level against somebody like a, a Cheltenham, a Shrewsbury, a Carlisle, these sorts of teams. I don't remember a Shrewsbury up in 12, so they're a little bit of, a, of an anomaly in that, but I, you know, I definitely see them struggling at certain parts of this season. Um, so, look, your, your home form is, is actually considerably better than what your away form is, though. So is that something that us travelling to you guys on Tuesday night, we're going to really need to be worried about? Is is there a, a difference in the performances at home, much to compared to the performances away from home? Or is it more just the fact that results have seemed to have gone your way at home, but there's not necessarily been this underlying home advantage in terms of performances? I think in terms of the setup and the approach, it's been very similar. Um, you know, there isn't a noticeable shift in how we play home or away. So, you know, I guess in theory, it's just a bit of a quirk of how the results have landed. You know that we've that we've kind of won more of our home games than than not. Um, sorry, more than more more than our away games. Um, and you know, I, I guess that's kind of how it is. Every you know, every division, you know, teams want to build their form from their from their from their home results, and you know, we've been able to do that to a point. I think you know the the pitch at the Abbey is very tight, um, and because of the way we play and sort of set up. You know, it's obviously it's obviously suited towards that, which which is fundamentally trying to keep trying to keep you know the, the ball out of our net rather than being too focused on what's going on at the other end of the pitch. So, um, you know, that's that's where we've built a, a solid-ish foundation. I think we've done much better at home than away from home in sort of you know turning zeros into ones. You know, games where you know it's yep. like, well, look, if we can't win it, don't lose it, and we've done that quite well um, at home. But away from home, it's been it's been a bit more tricky at times. Um, 
and yeah, uh, it, you know, it, it, it probably just ref, you know reflects where we are in the division and, and sort of you know what what our expectations are compared to other teams. You know, I think for most teams, when when we go away from home, you know, it's the, you know it's very much the you know the kind of teams like Cambridge thing, right? You know, we should be beating teams like Cambridge at home. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's uh, and that's fair enough. So the you know the the onus is always on the opposition to come on to us and not the other way around. And if there's that much pressure on you at all times, then uh, mm-hmm. yeah, often it tells, and sometimes it's told quite quite dramatically. And um, yeah. others have been we've been fortunate enough to keep the ball out. I'm Lucas Jensen, and you're listening to Stacey West podcast. You want a game of Borridge? He yeah. forgets all footballers, don't you? Borridge, Cambridge, Leicester, Palace, Norwich, West Brom, Gillingham, Rushton, Brighton, Northampton, Northampton, Coventry, Peterborough, Watford, Swindon, Boston, Walsall, Hereford, Gainsborough, Norfolk, Victoria, Hednesford, Wellingbridge, Hitsborough, Tamworth, Harrogate, Woking, Sunshine, George, Cross, Bedlington, Terriers, Roxham, Morpeth, Morpeth, and Seaton, Delaval. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten Do about that bit at the end. Oh, <laughs> I'd forgotten yeah, well, about stream, that bit. Streamyard loops the background music every time you log in, and you turn the loop off, and it loops it again every single oh. time you come in. So there we go. Now, oh, Ben, yeah. you knew you were coming on the podcast. You knew we were playing Cambridge. Did you prepare for Burridge at all? Did you do any glossing up? No, because you've done the whole thing where you now select it out of a bowl, don't you? Yeah, but I haven't got my ball near me, so we're going to have to go Oh, well, that's bullshit, because I, I prepared last time and you went with a different team. No, I didn't. We had, In fact, last time we went with the same team. You were moaning last time because you said if it was Mansfield or something. Oh, Notts County, you would have done well on. That's right. Did you prepare yeah. for Notts County? I did, yeah. Did you? I did. Well, go on then. Notts County will do. I got rid of my list. <laughs> you, you actually wrote a list out. That's <laughs> cheating, isn't it? No, but look. I'm going to fail at Burridge every time. You know I'm going to fail at Burridge, and it's always Brilliant. Fun. Let's play them. Let's play Cambridge. <laughs> you want me to go first, and I can go first with one that I know you probably wouldn't get. Go on, then. Uh, oh, shit. Hang on. Connell Platt. You know what? I actually can't remember, and all I can think of is Aaron Lewis, but he went to Newport, not Cambridge. And oh, I don't know why answer, I'm thinking of Aaron Lewis. No. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to drop Burridge early. Early? Early? You're basically f- saying that you can't remember. I can't. Anything. I can't. My mind, oh. as Chris said in the intro, you forget all footballers. And I've just got, I'm fixated on one and I, I know it's wrong. So I'm going to have to go Burridge. So you're going to say Burridge. Did John yeah. Burridge ever play for Cambridge? What do we think? I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's played for as many teams as we hoped, did it? Uh, no. So have you won Borridge by default? No, you haven't. He didn't. <laughs> I would say off the top of my head for Cambridge, Stuart Vimson, oh, Terry yeah. Fleming. Uh, I didn't know Fleming had played for Cambridge. Yeah, well, the, John Beck came from Cambridge, so I think Gareth Ainsworth played there as well. Uh, Lee Philpott, Richie Hamlin, have I said Tom Champion? Don't Adam know. Marriott, George Maris, they were okay. at Cambridge when I was there. Dean Walling, was Dean Walling ever at Cambridge as well? I'll check that now. That might be the first thing I've got wrong. Yeah, he was at Cambridge, 20 games at Cambridge, yeah. So. Okay. I don't think anybody's spotted the uh, the little, the, the purposeful error that has been in the uh, Burridge intro yet. Purposeful error? Yeah, because we... Oh, yeah, we, yeah, it's not John Burridge's list, is it? It's not Burridge's list, no. No, it's um, Jefferson Louis. Yeah. That's who it was. Did Jefferson Louis ever play for Cambridge? Because if we'd played Louis rather than... Uh, I don't think Jefferson Louis ever did. We should know because we've just said all of the names. <laughs> uh, no, Jefferson Louis didn't either. So anyway, Tom from under the Abbey stand. Let's get back to what we we are paid to do not that we're paid but you know what i mean we're getting paid um so yeah i mean look cambridge sat 16th in the table at the moment i I think they're on a bit of an indifferent run at the minute um i i don't really know what to expect from from them on tuesday night but i'm the more i sort of look at it the more i think on paper this is probably a game that we should be winning i can't remember if we uh, where we picked them to sit in the um, in the table at the end, I can't remember if we put them picked them to go down or not, off the top of my head. Um, 
I can't remember if you did or not, but yeah, I, I think this is a game that, again, on paper, I think we probably should be winning. I think that they're not scoring that many goals at the moment. Um, and I think, uh, you know, we can capitalise on what's happened at the minute. They lost to Northampton 2-1 yesterday. They had a man sent off with two yellow cards in the space of a minute, which I thought sounded a bit bizarre. I didn't um, know that. Who was sent off for them yesterday? Uh, it was uh, Digby. Huh? Um, not the same Digby that was at Forest Green that time. And uh, we, uh, yeah, poor Digby. But I don't think it's the same Digby that was at Forest Green um, when Jack Mulhall. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. So he played at left Digby, back. Yeah, yeah he, played, he played left back for Forest Green. He was, uh, yeah, he was in the right mid, right central midfield yesterday. Um, Ooh, yeah. check you out with who scored. Yeah. Pretty much, um, yeah. I've got bone. I've got beef with who scored. By the way, I mentioned it on uh, on Thursday, um, but they've got us playing. That they've got Tuesday nights games in League One. They've got us and Leighton Orient twice, so they've counted our win as two wins. Everyone That's has nonsense on the player rater on the Stacey West. The provider that I use had both t- both Lincoln lineups, so we had like all the players that didn't play in the second game but did play in the first game: Pordy O'Connor, Ted Bishop, etc., etc. Cambridge um, four at the back for a start, which is going to be interesting because I wonder if that might prompt Michael Scabala to go four at the back as well. Your mm-hmm. frown? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm reading something. Okay, okay, good. Um, but I don't think it will because of the players that we have available personally. But it, it would be an opportunity if 4-2-3-1 is the way that he wants to go and it's how we finish the game on Saturday. Um, potentially, it's a good opportunity to do that because you kind of go in matched up man for man. You're quite right. They're not in a good spell of form. They've only had one league win since the 4th of September. That came against Carlisle at the 28th of October. And bear in mind that Carlisle had two men sent off in that game, albeit after Cambridge's opening goal. Um they did win in the FA Cup 2-1 against Bracknell, which, okay, it's it's kind of a, a, a toughish game. Um, and they beat Spurs in the Mickey Mouse Trophy. But other than that, they've had three wins in all competitions mm. um, since the 4th of September. They had three wins in seven games at the beginning of the season. Like Exeter, they're one of those that came out of the blocks yeah. and have really tumbled down. Northampton beat them 2-1. Northampton are in the bottom four, were in the bottom four. I haven't checked the latest league table. Peterborough put five past them. You know, they lost 1-0 to Cheltenham. I think that was Cheltenham's first win of the season. Uh, they drew with Shrewsbury, who have been poor. They've lost to Burton. Barnsley put four past them. Curiously, that's the last game they played where they had better XG than their opponents. Um, their XG has been particularly low, but they are... Uh, it's 1.19, but their goals per game is 0.82. So they're underperforming their XG. Actually, their conceded goals are about right, 1.34 to 1.33. Uh, I'm just looking down and, and do you know what, to be fair, they've just not been all that good. They are one of the teams that likes um, to let the other team have possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, which obviously in the past has also been what we've preferred. This game is one I think where we're likely to see more of a kind of Skabala side than we would against, say, Stevenage and potentially even Leighton Orient as well because you know they are four at the back. We could match them up if we wanted to. They do like to not have possession. We want to have possession now under Michael Skabala. We want the ball. We want to press it. We want to make things happen. So there's potential... I think for us to kind of be a better version of ourselves, you know, we've got O'Connor back, we've got Ethan Hamilton back as well. So it's going to be interesting. I looked through the Cambridge squad um, before we came on out. Not overly impressed. You know, there was a few players that used to stand out. Sully Kai Kai, I think, has started seventh. Elias Kachunga. Um, but I don't think either of those were involved. Or certainly haven't been, been standing out for them. They're players that look good. They've got Gassama Hadmi, who was at Portsmouth and Burton. Um, I think he's one of the players players that's committed one of the most amount of fouls in the division. There was a player that um, uh, la, 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 Chris really liked. I think it was Kami, Kami Gordon. I think it was, but I might be wrong. But uh, they've got Okunabiri up top. I practiced that before we came on air. <laughs> um, but he was at Doncaster. He's a player that you kind of looked at and thought, yeah, he's got five goals from him. He's only started seven games, played all 17. He's their threat. But outside of that, yeah, they're decidedly average. I think they're in for a long season. Yeah, I think um, I think from 
you know what you said there and what I've what I've seen in terms of the the, the games. I think um, I've had a look at some of the highlights from previous games as well, and I just think they they do look very open um, with that. You know, with the four at the back, I just think they seem probably stretched a little bit too thin. Um, I know that looking at the Northampton highlights in particular, I think they were they looked like they were pushing too high, um, and Northampton were able to get in, you know, round the back quite quickly. Um, and I just wonder if that could be a bit of an opening. I mean, obviously, one name that we we might not be reliant on on Tuesday night is uh, is Lars Sorensen. Um, he obviously went off on. Uh, you know, against Barnsley, which we didn't talk about, but at the moment we don't have a we don't have an update on that situation. Um, so hopefully it's not too bad, and, and Lass can you know play on Tuesday. Um, but I, I think they they look a little bit vulnerable uh, to decent wide players um, as long as you can get the ball across and uh, you know and, and take advantage of that. And I wonder if. Um, that's gonna well. That's gonna fall into our hands on uh, on Tuesday with the likes of Burrows, and I, I just wonder if you know if Mandroyu starts on Tuesday night because again I thought he was good yesterday as well. Is he going to be going? Excuse me, more out wide and, and cutting in, or you know, what do we do in terms of team selection on Tuesday night, guys? Well, I think if Lawrenson's injured, I think it's a perfect game for Jaden Brown. Because if yep. we're looking for width from wing back, mm-hmm. Brown is going to be a better option than Sean Rowan. And if Lassie's injured, okay, there's an argument you could put TJ out there. I'm not sure TJ offers us the width. For me, TJ's a right centre half rather yep. than a, a full a wing back. He's a, he can play right back. He can play but, right back, but not right wing yeah. back. Yeah. Um, so I'd be looking probably at Jaden Brown, Jack Burroughs back three. Who knows? Because it's harsh to drop any of them. But Pordy O'Connor comes back in. Who do you drop for Pordy? Um, potentially Mitchell, potentially Aoma. Rowan doesn't walk back in, unfortunately. I think no. um, that's, you know, especially if he's had a knock. Hamilton and Arahan, 100%. And then for me, you know, got to start Joven. Got yeah. to start Joven. I thought he was um, really good. I thought he, like you say, okay, ability-wise, is there's, there's, ability's a hard thing to say because ability changes. Technique-wise, there's a few question marks at the minute. He's ungainly. Um but effort, application, superb, strength, brilliant. And if we're going to play a little bit longer at times, which we still are doing, we're still looking to get in behind a little bit. Um, knocking it onto his head's going to be going to be one option. Danny Mandroyo on one flank, not hacks on the other. I mean, I'd start Shadipo. If Ted Bishop's fit, we probably play Bishop um, because obviously, we, when I say on the flanks, like we they do tuck in quite a bit. And if we're looking for the width from Burroughs and Brown, you know, Bishop and Mandroyo probably are going to be the, the two choices. I, I, Ted Bishop Duffy. needs to, to well no because Duffy's more of a wide player isn't he I think than a ten. Mm. If Duffy starts, it's likely that Duffy starts at left wing back and um, mm. yeah, starts at right wing back. But then it depends because if you go four two three one, it's a little bit different. You're playing one ten and then the two the other side of that probably play a little bit wider and then maybe you've got Duffy and Mandroyu with a with a Ted Bishop. But then you've got two centre halves to leave out. Pordy's going to play with what. Uh, O'Connor but if that's the case then you've probably got TJ at right back so lots and lots to look forward to in terms of you know who and where and that sort of thing uh, but my expectation is that we play 3-4-3 and we just kind of shuffle the personnel around a little bit if we're going to make any major changes I think it'll be after that and also yeah. we've got a period then of a week without a game but there's the Accrington game, which we're going to talk about. And I've got to say Accrington because that's how Fee <laughs> always makes me say it. Um, so there's that game then to look forward to. Uh, but, you know, before the league games, which is it Reading after that? Uh, that's a good question. I think so. Yeah, I do as well. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said it. <laughs> um, I, Wigan. Yeah, it's Red, Wigan away, then Reading at home. Wigan so the two away, crisis yeah. clubs back to back. Wigan, yeah. who would actually on form be level with us on points were it not for the disru- dis- uh, la, la, la. Uh, deductions. We've got a tough little run, you know, coming up, haven't we? Wigan, Reading, Derby, Bolton. Yeah, and it's all over, what, a couple of week period, isn't it? And then we've got, is it four games? Uh, no, three games in eight days over Christmas and then... You know, if you Derby away, it. Bolton and Northampton at home, four points yeah. from those to be all right. Yeah. Um it's mm, be a, Yeah, go on then. Accrington away. Um Yeah, I think well, it's gonna be 
are we going to go more all out than I thought we probably were three weeks ago um, no. for the uh, for the EFL trophy? No, I don't think so. I think promotion is what we're aiming for. The, the one thing that it gives you is an opportunity to get some players um, some minutes. So, for instance, if Jaden Brown doesn't play, he plays. If Jovan you know, hasn't been playing, whoever's been starting out Jovan and Jack Vale, the other starts there. Hacks is a, a, a shoe in Ali Smith to play in the central midfield, whichever central defenders have been missing out come in. Yeah, it's a T. We should still be beating Accrington, mm-hmm. irrespective of, of which which of the reserve teams we put out. Well, not reserve teams, but you know what I mean, the reserve players. We don't know how Michael Scavala will deal with the potential to recall players. So Jay, uh, not recall, but Jay Ben could play. Charlie Kendall could play. Hayden Can could play. Um, and Hayden Can, by the way, is doing really well at Peterborough Sports and mm-hmm. Oshin Gallagher is, is is impressing as well. So those those players could come back. You know, Accrington will probably be about um, peed off with us, I think, in this competition. They knocked us out <laughs> last year, didn't they? It was 2-2 and mm-hmm. they knocked us out on penalties. Uh, I think we put four past them the year before that. We had a 2-2. So actually... They've knocked us out twice and we've knocked them out twice. But the two times they've knocked us out have been 2-2 draws on penalties. What happened interesting in the 2-2 draw, the first 2-2 draw at their place where they knocked us out on penalties with regards to our current management situation? Current management situation? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Enlighten me. Tom Shaw made his last professional appearance. Really? Tom Shaw came on for us, didn't he? He was a coach. Jamie McComb came on at half time, if you remember, and scored. I remember Jamie. Uh, I remember McComb coming on. Yeah, yeah. Adebayo Smith made, I think, what was only his only start. The the, the team that night was Sam Slocum, Kellen Gordon, Scott Wharton, James Wilson, Adam Crooks, Neil Erdley, Alice Chapman, Juan Luque, Matt Reed, Matt Green, Bernard Menser, and Adebayo Smith with Grant Smith, Jamie McComb, Duncan Idahan, Tom Shaw, Tim Akinola, and Elliot Sartorius on the bench. Wow. Not to be confused with Oscar Pistorius. No, who has uh, just been released. So, is... There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I mean, yeah, it's a game that we should be winning. But again, like you say, it, it probably depends on who we send out um, to do the job, I think. No, it doesn't. Anybody we send out should be competing against Accrington. It doesn't yeah. depend on who we send out. It's a game that we should be winning. We're League One, they're League Two. The players that are likely to come in are going to be our fringe players, it is a game that we should be looking at and going, we'll take the cash from that and move on to the next draw. And, you know, then you go into the next round and you draw whoever, do you know what I mean, a home draw. It's a good opportunity to progress. I don't think that it's going to be one where you put your full first team out, but bear in mind we'll have had a week off as well. So, yeah. Well, that's that's one thing that I wanted to bring up as well. Obviously, after the Cambridge game, we do have, um, what, 10 days, is it? Um, no, because we're just talking the Accrington game is a week on Tuesday. Sorry, yeah, it's it? a Tuesday night, isn't it? Yeah, so we've got a you know a solid week. Um, there was a there was a brief thought that the game could be on Saturday, but no, it's not. Uh, that's not the case. But yeah, I think the solid week away from everything. Um, get a few more players, you know, hopefully a bit more drilled in uh, in the Scubala ball. Um, hopefully, attempt to try and get uh, Abba out of our heads. Um, because what? with Voulez-vous. I must have missed that. Do you not? Did you not hear this, the Scubala chant for the whole of the second half? I, you don't hear it. Where do you sit? In uh, upper five. Yeah, exactly. See, I'm in upper three. The sound doesn't move sideways, oh. so it's really hard to hear what's being sung. Fair enough. There's the new... How does uh, it go? Sing it. Scubala. Aha. Uh-huh. Duffy on the wing, aha, uh-huh. and then uh, I could I can't remember the next the next two lines, but yeah, it's uh, it's basically voulez-vous by Abba. I, d- I did. Do you know what? I watched the one of the club video afterwards, yeah. and where he was coming across, I could hear him singing his name, but I couldn't work out what the tune was. Yeah, I I just I really wanted to. I, I really wish I was sat in the uh, you know fly on the wall in the pub where they kind of go right. We need a chant. Like, okay, hear me out, Abba. Right. <laughs> It's that there's the, that old meme in there about like American chants are just go sports, go sports, and it's like English. Englishman's like, right, I've got a, a lovely lilt on Claire de Lune in, in A and all the rest of it. It's like, yeah, that's that's perfect. Really, really good chant. I was uh, I was very much enjoying that. Um, but uh, yeah, 
week away after oh. gone sorry no, somebody just sent me a tweet of uh, a, a thing of um, Ganache's goal from Man United and Everton. My God, overhead kick from the edge of the area. But sorry, go on. Something wow, saying okay. something. I no, I was going to say, like, yeah, obviously we've got, you know, uh, a week off next week on Saturday. Um, hopefully plenty of time to rest and recuperate for all the lads. So, uh, yeah, anything else that we need to talk about and or plug, Gaz? No, I don't think so. Okay. I can't think. Be nice to people. Don't, you know, I don't know. Whatever. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Well, this is how it feels to be lonely, eh? You, you said you were going to get that in somewhere and you've completely I tried. Forgotten, I tried. No, I was trying, but I couldn't think of what to put it. This is how it feels to be small. This is how it feels when Ben Ward thinks he knows more. He thinks he knows more. Although just uh, just to kind of balance that off, I don't believe it. Has he deleted it? No, he won't have deleted it, will he? Here we go. If you like pina coladas, get caught in the rain. Just oh, for Chris. Dear. Oh, dear. But look, that's probably going to do us for this week's Stacey West podcast. Um, I'm not sure what the plans are for Thursday. Obviously, we'll be reviewing Cambridge. Nothing to preview um, for next week, so we'll probably find something. Uh, but until then, up the imps. Up the imps. on this stage Nissan Townstar EV strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable <laughs> just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty and with a bench full of all star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all star quality search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.